0: Welcome to the Gather Influence podcast. My name is Vanessa Hoyes and my incredible co-host, Kathy Ostopchak, and I get the great privilege and honor of hosting this podcast. But beyond that, we get to track and journey with an incredible cohort of female leaders across this nation as we launched Gather Voices in 2021 and are doing the same in 2022. On today's podcast, we're going to hear from two of those Gather Voices girls in the cohort, but they've also been phenomenal interns for us in Gather Women across the nation of Canada. What we love about our internship program is really taking gifts and passions and And even dreams and desires inside of women and where they're serving locally here they get a chance to also serve nationally with those gifts and so you'll notice those gifts really come forth even in this podcast bianca schaefer is one of our interns that is continued to carry and build and write together as well and she's interviewing today lenita abraham and they're talking today about discovering your true identity as an immigrant in canada and with such a multicultural country that we live in with immigrants welcome from so many different nations knowing who you are can really be a challenge and you can get lost day to day in this challenge when you're born in one country and grow up in another country. So she has a really great conversation with one immigrant to another immigrant about what it's meant to embrace this conversation and this place. And the conversation is about race and religion and identity in Christ. So you are going to really love this podcast with Bianca. And Bianca is a writer and a certified life and business coach and a registered holistic nutritionist and a personal trainer. And she is so inspiring. Follow her on Instagram and you'll love watching her life and her lifestyle and wisdom that she speaks into health and wholeness. So follow along with her. And Lenita Abraham works in pharmaceutical regulatory affairs, she loves travel new cultures and the beauty god has created all around us so you'll find her on social media as well and she's the first on our podcast today the second guest on our podcast today is Money Ebo, and she is one of our faithful, faithful volunteers and interns, and continues to move beyond her internship responsibility and continues to volunteer by actually putting together and producing this podcast, this Gather Influence podcast. And we're so grateful for her. And really, she has a gift, an incredible therapeutic gift as a coach and really trauma-informed in the work that she does. And so she talks today with... Amari Bassan on the topic of Unbothered, which is the title of a book coming out for her in summer 2022. And they talk about being Christ-like in trials and droughts and storms and really the understanding of who God is and how that helps us rest in him and live with this impact as women in our homes and communities and this nation. You're going to love this conversation. It's full of wisdom and depth. And money is a curious soul evolving in God's purpose at different seasons of her life. And she's graduated with a um, diploma in psychosocial rehabilitation, a certified trauma recovery coach and an ACE overcomer facilitator. So she again speaks right into the heart of healing and wholeness. You are going to really, really enjoy both these guests today. And as you're listening along and you hear what is in their voice and the ministry of their voice today, why don't you consider this opportunity to join with us and register for Gather Voices for our second cohort launching in June for 2022. I'm going to now hand it over both to Bianca and then to Money as they come and speak into this specific season that we are in as women in our nation. Hi,
1: my name is Bianca Schaefer. I'm a life coach, writer, and a health and wellness consultant. I'm also part of the Gather Voices coaching program, which has given me the opportunity to share my voice through this podcast. My guest today is Lanita Abraham. She is in pharmaceutical regulatory affairs and she's recently been encouraged to co-lead a Bible study at her church. Today, we will be talking about what it's like to live life as an immigrant in Canada. More specifically, we'll be talking about some of the challenges of being an Indian born Christian woman living in this country and what God has been teaching her through this experience. Hi Lanita. Thanks for being a guest on my podcast today. Hi, Bianca. Happy to be here. Looking forward to our chat today. Anita, do you remember how we met? I'd love to hear your memory and then I'll share mine. Of course I remember. It
2: was when my family and I were, we were in Israel and you and your husband were also there during the same trip with our church and we connected over our love for postcards and um, just, we love getting mail, handwritten notes and mail. So I remember that.
1: Yeah, I, I love that trip to Israel as well. And, and that's kind of how I remembered everything, too, that um, we both love traveling and, and postcards. And, and I remember that we even sent each other postcards on that trip. And I, I think I've got mine somewhere, which I don't remember where, but um, do you still have yours? I do.
2: I have a box with all the postcards that friends, family, coworkers have sent me over the years. Um, and yours is definitely in there somewhere. I love traveling and I know I'll never get to every part of the world, so I live vicariously through all the postcards that you guys send me.
1: <laughs> wow, that's amazing. We'll have to compare someday and see who has more. <laughs> definitely. So for you who don't know me, I'm a German-born, Canadian-raised woman who recently blogged on the Gather Women website about finally making the decision to apply for my Canadian citizenship. Ida reached out to me about that blog And commented about how she could relate to the post seeing as she's an immigrant as well. We ended up talking about our experiences and we thought this might be a conversation worth sharing seeing as Canada is a multicultural country. So Lenita, can you share with me how that blog resonated with you or what specifically? I
2: I felt like I was reading something that was very familiar to me and your words, you know, very familiar and except I was born in India and not Germany.
1: Right. Kind of like two of the same, but from from different places. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so can you elaborate a little bit more on that?
2: Sure. So I was born in India and I was raised in a Christian home. Um, then I moved to Canada when I was about eight years old. But because we lived in a Christian community and I went to, uh, you know, a Catholic school when I was in India it wasn't until I moved to Canada that some people found it odd that I was Indian and Christian I didn't realize until over the years that I sort of had a very unique upbringing as a Christian in India
1: wow um, so what exactly do you mean by this unique upbringing
2: well there are so many different religions in India that most people just assume that I'm something other than Christian um, and my name has definitely been a, a topic of discussion on many occasions, um, and it has always confused some people. Uh,
1: why? What, what was it about your name?
2: Well, it's just my name is not exactly Indian sounding. And even when I was in India, I remember people would mispronounce it all the time or or think that it's it's again, it doesn't sound Indian. So people would, would be fascinated by my name and ask me questions about my name. And so it was an opportunity for me to also talk about the history and how I was named and all of that stuff.
1: Wow. So that must've been a little bit of a shock to hear that, you know, people would, would be confused by your name a little bit. What are some of the challenges you have faced as a South Indian living in Canada?
2: I think people have assumptions about my background, you know, based on stereotypes or what is being portrayed in movies or or TV shows. And I left India at such a young age that most of what I remember are memories with my grandparents and the people I grew up with more than the actual place itself. So I remember more relationships, more than the country itself. And I'm sure a lot has changed since I was last there. And having been here in Canada for most of my life now, I still try to find the perfect balance between living in Canada and still trying to hold on to my Indian roots. But, you know, at the same time, I also feel like I don't know or remember a lot about my Indian upbringing. So I come across as maybe not being Indian enough. And then living in Canada, you, you're, you're, you are you you do not know if you're Canadian enough, whatever that means. And you just sort of are in this limbo state, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, it, it really does. I, I felt the same way, uh, being born in Germany, and then having grown up here in Canada. You know, I kind of felt like I was German, but then in my early 20s, I moved back to Germany and it was so weird because when people would hear me speak the language, they'd assume I wasn't from there because I spoke with a North American accent, which I never knew I had until I lived there. And then having moved back here, it was the opposite. I really wrestled with, you know, how Canadian am I and how German am I? And and then in both countries, I, I felt like I was both and neither at the same time.
2: I can definitely relate.
1: So, you know, we were talking about these assumptions earlier and how have they shaped your identity or opinion of yourself?
2: You know, over the last few years, I've I've just really tried to get plugged into church. And and as I look back on my life and reflect on things, I realized that I was maybe putting too much thought into it and overanalyzing this. When I realized that my identity is not where I live or what I have or where I work or even what I don't have. God has been really good to me and I realize that my identity is not of this world at all, but in Christ. So now I don't just see myself as an Indian raised in India or an Indian living in Canada, but as a Christian above everything else and everything else being born in India and being living in Canada and traveling, et cetera, all bonus that adds to the layers that make me who I am. And some days it's obviously easier to center myself in Christ, but other days I, I definitely fall back to old habits and old thinking But I just think that this is something that we all struggle with daily. And it's not just unique to me.
1: Wow, you are so right there. Uh, Coming to the realization that, you know, it's, it's not about, you know, whether you're Indian or Canadian or I'm German or Canadian. But knowing that my true identity is in Christ is something that has been such a help to me in trying to figure out who I am. You know, it it doesn't matter where we are from, our identity is in Christ and we never really have to worry about who we are if we know who we are in Him. So ultimately, what do you feel like this whole experience has taught you or even continues to teach you?
2: Before I used to get uncomfortable when I would be asked questions about my, my background because I would always feel like I never really understood it myself. But over the years, I learned not to look at this as a negative anymore and more of a positive. And it just allows people, you know, it allows people the comfort to ask questions and allows me to educate or even provide a response based on my understanding and my own experience. And just being, having the ability to have an open conversation and conversations and questions are how we all learn and grow. I myself love asking questions, hearing about other people's stories, researching things. It's just one of the main reasons I love to travel as well. You always discover more about people when you have the opportunity to ask questions
1: Wow, Manita, that is just such amazing insight. I love what you said about having open, honest conversations, which helps us to learn and grow. That's so rich. Do you have any advice you'd like to share with our audience listening to this podcast? Advice on maybe how to have these open conversations when it comes to getting to know different cultures or nationalities?
2: I think for me, what has worked is being willing to give people the chance to ask honest questions. And being approachable, I hope that people can feel comfortable approaching me and asking questions without thinking that I may be offended or anything like that. And sometimes, you know, questions can come across as offensive, but only if you let it, I think. Um, And you can tell when someone genuinely wants to know something or is curious and it's not coming from a malicious place or anything like that. They generally are interested and they just don't know. And myself, I've asked a lot of questions that I'm sure has come across as ignorant or offensive, but it's never from a place where it's harmful or meant to hurt. So just allowing people to be comfortable asking questions, I think is very important.
1: Wow, that's so great. And and it's been so wonderful to be able to have this open conversation with you and not to have to worry about, you know, if I've said the wrong expression or um, assumed what it's like to be Indian because, because I'm not. So that's really great advice. And uh, Lynita, thank you so much for being willing to share your experience on this podcast and going deeper into you know some of the challenges and positive things that you've faced as an Indian immigrant living in Canada. I, I love how you've taken that to a whole new level by talking about your identity in Christ. And I hope our audience will will be able to identify with that and, and that they'll be able to really know that no matter where they're from or what their background is, as long as they are in Christ, that's something we all have in common and that really unites us. So thank you so much for being on the podcast.
2: Thanks, Bianca. This was great.
1: Well, listeners, that wraps up our time today. May you go out into the world with a little more insight, a little more understanding of who you are, and a lot more love for our multicultural
3: Canada. Hello everyone, thank you for joining us today. I have the wonderful opportunity to get to talk to Pastor Emery for the Gather Influence podcast. Emery is married to Andreas and together they have three beautiful children. She is a pastor at Life Church in Latna, a church her and her husband planted after being called from South Africa to come serve the people of Canada. Emery is a passionate speaker, a teacher, and recently launched a podcast called Free to Live. She is also excited about launching her first book titled Unbothered, which we are going to touch on today. She has a deep-founded desire to see women step into their fullness as Christ-like women impacting their homes, their communities, and collectively this nation. I have been blessed, together with my family, to be under the leadership of Pastor Emery and her husband, Pastor Andreas. Over five years now, and I can say our life has been truly transformed, being under their leadership. So this is so dear to my heart to get to talk to Pastor Emery today and share her with the women across Canada and globally. Pastor Emery, thank you for taking the time to have this conversation with us. Please, can you share experiences you've had about being a kingdom woman? I sure can. Well, thank you, Mania,
4: for, for having me and for having this time with you. It's an honor. Those are all many beautiful words you just shared. I feel honored and humbled. Some of my favorite experiences as a kingdom woman, there are just so many. Two specific ones that I'll quickly share on that, you know, are highlighted in my mind is in 2005, before my husband and I came to Canada, he was the one that got the prompting from God that we need to go to Canada and my career was just as at a peak and I was not interested at all to come and live in with Eskimos in ice huts because that's what you thought in igloos and so I was not interested in it at all and we had a little bit of a an argument a couple of times on it. And I just kept saying, if God wants us to go, he'll tell me too. I'm not just gonna blindly go and follow you because you say that you heard from God on this. And, and then God really challenged me on that. And eventually when I let all the pride go, I had a moment with God and it was one of those experiences that I won't forget. And um, he just, he said to me, Emery, you've been praying for a godly man that will be the spiritual leader of your home. And I'm like, yes, I know. And he's like, so I am now giving him this opportunity to lead your home. And I was like, oh, that's not what I wanna hear right now. And um, I was really confronted and I had to repent. I had to repent for my stubbornness and for my unwillingness to submit to God's calling and to submit to my husband as the leader of our home. And so I went to him and I said, if this is what God is telling you, as long as you're sure, please just make sure I'm going to go where God leads us through you. And the peace and the blessing that comes when we as kingdom women step into God's ways, that's harder than our own ways, but higher than our own ways. It's just, those moments are amazing and incredible and Sometimes I just want to get angry at myself for taking so long sometimes to submit to God's ways, but that was one. And then the other one for sure was in 2019, when our church was 10 years old, we had um, Pastor Andre Bronkhorst at our church ministering, and he shared a prophetic word over my life that shook me and again made me go, oh, I'm so glad I follow Jesus. And um, he spoke prophetically over my life and confirmed what's been said in the past too, that God is going to raise me up to speak to uh, people across the nations and He's going to give me platforms to influence and teach women and, and not just women, but, and that I'm going to write books and that I need to be bold and I need to use this teacher's gifting. And, and I have been hiding up until that point. And he said, he said, God is saying, what are you afraid of? what are you afraid of? And he looked me in the eyes He said, what are you afraid of? And I was just bawling at that point. And um, the presence of God was so tangible and it spoke so directly to me. And I, I took a couple of weeks to process it all and just answer that question. What are you so afraid of? And I realized that all the reasons and excuses that I made up to not step into this gifting and calling that God has over my life, specifically as a woman of God, I identified what they were. And again, I had to repent and I had to be strategic and intentional on how I'm going to not allow all these excuses, being a mother and a wife, a pastor and a pastor's wife and life coach. And, you know, it all becomes excuses, but I had to repent and I had to be intentional of how I'm going to walk this out. How am I going to be obedient to this call? And again, making that decision, God's peace, that Is only God's peace and the blessing and the favor and the doors that start opening when we say yes to his ways. It just always makes me go, I don't know how people do this without God. I don't know how people try to live without his guidance and his leadership and his Holy Spirit that prompts us every day. So those are definitely two
3: experiences that stand out for me. Wow. Those are great experiences. And I'm so glad that you said yes, because listening to you speak over the years, it's been one of the most beautiful moments in my life, being under your your leadership. And you're one of my favorite speakers. (laughs) Oh, thank you. I'm so glad you said yes to God and accepted that calling, even though your life is so full. Sometimes I wonder how you do it, being a mom, mm-hmm. a life coach, and there's so many areas where God has gifted you and called you to serve. You really do inspire me a lot. Thank and, you, Mani. So I'm also going to touch on your book, which is coming out sometimes in 2022. I am so excited to, to touch on mm-hmm. that because I know that it's going to be an encouragement and it's going to, to heal so many hearts and lift more women in the kingdom. What inspired the title of your upcoming book, Unbordered?
4: So over the last two years, I'm sure everybody would agree with me. We have all been exposed to more division, stress, animosity, anxiety than ever before. And and I'm sure every person on this planet, doesn't matter where they live, have faced some of that, especially over the last two years. My life verse is Jeremiah 17, verse 8, that says they're like trees planted along a river bank with roots that reach deep into the water. And trees like that are not bothered when the seasons of drought comes and when the rain comes and when the storm comes and when all these things, they're not bothered. Their leaves always remain green and they never stop producing fruit. That has always been my verse. And I didn't actually put it all together, but God started speaking to me about rest, about resting in him, not not self-care and all of that, even though that's all important, but resting in him, having the ability to, in the midst of drought, and storms to remain deeply rooted and to remain steadfast and to remain Christ-like even when it's so hard because it's easy to be a Jesus-loving you know Christ-filled women when all goes well and everything's great but when when stuff happens which happens yeah. it's harder and we get tested and you know it's their finer fire and it, it just what's inside comes out and so I think over the last two years, this has been stirring in my heart more than ever before because I've been watching Christians deal with stress and deal with diversity and deal with anxiety. And I've watched it and my heart has broken over and over and over again because of the way us as believers respond in times of drought. And I've just questioned, and myself too, listen, I've had many, many moments, but I I've been so disappointed in us as believers. And it's made me ask the Lord, God, what do you, what do I need to do in this? What are you calling me to do for people? What do I teach on? How do I guide? How do I equip myself so that this does not happen? Because we, our lives ought to look different than the lives of those who are in the world. But many times over the last two years, I've looked and I've been like, we're looking just the same. And that is something that I'm passionate about. We cannot share Jesus with the world if we can't show Jesus to the world. And that's what we're called to do as, as people of God and as women of God. And we have so much influence in our homes as women. If we can influence our homes, we can influence this nation. And But we start in the home. And so, so that is something. And also last year, a year and a half ago, I went through a really hard time where I was very bothered with a family situation where there was just yucky stuff going on. I'm not going to go into it right now because we don't have time, but I'll share that in, in another testimony, but I was bothered. I went through two, three months hair falling out, not sleeping, health issues flaring up because I was so worried about a situation and I wasn't sleeping and I was stressing over it. And, you know, God spoke to me about the storm and it's like this is a storm and I went back into the scripture of when the disciples were in the storm and Jesus said let's go to the other side and a storm came and the winds came and the waves came and they woke Jesus up and like do you not care if we drown and Jesus is like do you not care that I am God wow. <laughs> because he yeah. said we're going to go to the other side. He didn't say we might go to the other side. He said, we're going to go to the other side. So for us as believers to be able to look at scripture and to look at the promises that God has given us in his word and hold on to that. And then when the winds and the waves come, we can look at that and go, okay, this is crappy right now. I'm not enjoying this. We got to hold on, but we don't have to be bothered because our God said, we're going to the other side." And if he says it, it's going to happen. And so that was what birthed unbothered for me. And funny, when I read my life verse in this version the other day, for the first time in the New Living Translation, the words are not bothered. These trees will not be bothered when heat or worries come. Um, I was like, this is confirmation. That's why God gave me the word unbothered for this uh, book study. So I'm I'm really excited about that.
3: Oh, that's so amazing. Yeah, we've been through so many chaotic moments in our personal Uh, lives and even globally in the last we have two years ago and it's really hard to get through this season without putting our trust in God this is going to be such a great study on how to really do it because knowing you I know it's going to be very practical that's yeah I'm so excited that you are writing this book because I know it's going to be so practical and it's really going to help us apply it to our personal lives and leadership or whatever area God has called us into. Can you give us a sneak peek into the book?
4: It will be a 15-day study. And I'll be actually running the study online with videos every day for the 15 days. So the book is just an addition. Every day, there's a short reading piece for 15 days. I think a big piece of the puzzle is understanding who God is, because that is why we struggle to live unbothered. Because we don't truly trust God. Because when we lose control over a situation, fear comes in. And fear makes us not be like Jesus. (laughs) You know what I mean? And so to dig deeper into really understanding that God is who he says he is. And he will do what he says in the word he will do. Understanding that and holding on to that makes us more equipped to be able to be unbothered when the storms come, because we have something to hold on to. Um, so the first part of the book does dig into that quite a bit. There's a lot of affirmations that we can, you know, speak over our lives and speak into situations because the power is in the tongue. And, you know, that's what Jesus did when they woke him up for the storm. He rebuked the wind and then he spoke to the waves. And so it's, it is practical, Jesus is practical. So we gotta, we gotta equip ourselves with those tools. So it's, it is, like you said, it's very practical. And I do believe it's going to empower so many women to just apply the word to our lives and not just have the knowledge here, but actually be able to live it.
3: I do believe that too, that is going to empower so many women. Do you have any words of encouragement to empower women to influence their world for Christ? so much on my heart that
4: I would love to share and and encourage but I asked the Holy Spirit to speak to me directly about this and so I wrote down and if you don't mind I'm just going to read it because my words can just mess it up but these are the words that God gave me for women listening to this the only way to influence your world is to live in a place where you have fruit to give And the only way for you to live in a place where you have fruit to give is if you remain rooted at the banks of the river. Mm -hmm. We know the water is the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Pulling life from the source of life day in and day out. Mm -hmm. So that is my encouragement for you today.
3: I am greatly encouraged. Yeah. I've been so encouraged by that being rooted and grounded in Christ and letting the Holy Spirit be the one to water our lives so we can bear fruit. Mm-hmm. because the fruits we yes. bear is not for us. It's for everyone uh-huh. we, we come across. I'm really encouraged by it. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Oh, you're welcome, money. Thank you for taking the time to have this conversation with us. I greatly appreciate you and I pray blessing mm-hmm. over you, your family, your ministry.
4: Oh, thank you, Mania. Thank you so much for having me and for all your
0: encouragement. Bless you. Thank you. I trust you enjoyed both those conversations with these girls and their guests. And as you have been listening again, prayerfully considering what would it mean for you to join Gather Voices as we coach you for the next six months to raise and release your God-given voice and what you have to offer this world right now. And I'm telling you, this is a world requiring desperate for the female voice and what she brings to the earth it's not just a generalized female voice it's a unique female voice according to your design your gift your grace zone your dreams those things that you're passionate about and the places you're called to release your voice is going to look like neighborhoods it's going to look like nations it's going to look like written word spoken word It's going to look like stepping forth and standing strong and true to what you are carrying. And so why do you consider joining with us? as we come alongside you and there's guest coaches, great guest coaches, one a month and you show up online for a few hours every month. And within six months, you've really began to curate and articulate and be coached into that next level of effectiveness of communication of what's in your heart. So go together, women.com and have a look at registering for that applying to be part of our cohort launching in june 2022 thank you so much for being on the journey with us and we bless you and pray for you today